1839, Prussian physicist and meteorologist Dove performed a bizarre experiment. A subject stood in a room. Dove placed a tuning fork on each of their ears. Then Dove vibrated each fork to a different sound frequency. Next, something funky happened. Subjects perceived a totally different sound than what was being played. It sounded like a low buzzing hum. This sound was the difference between two frequencies, the space between the noise. In 1973, biophysicist Dr. Oster researched Dove's theory. He found binaural beats, even ones played so low the human ear couldn't detect them, helped improve focus, memory, and pain. There was a possible clinical connection between binaural beats and healing. Fast forward to today. Many people now use binaural beats to help them reach deep states of meditation. I'm one of them. My experiences with binaural beats have been profound, and I wanted to learn more. So I'm chatting today with an expert on binaural beats meditation, Dr. Grace, host of the Uncommon Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Yugen Bond. Follow me on social media at I Am Enoughism and visit IamEnoughism.com. I'm here with a fellow podcaster, Dr. Grace from Uncommon Medicine. How are you? Hey, it's really nice to meet you. I'm glad to be here. You too. So what are binaural beats? I absolutely love binaural beats. It's been a game changer for me for meditation and for getting into my body better when I want to reconnect to source and all that is through meditation. So it's a technique that's used while you're meditating that helps you get into deeper brainwave frequencies. So you just basically put in some headphones and the music that you listen to is designed specifically to make both sides of your brain work at the same time. And they also can facilitate different brainwave frequencies too, like alpha, gamma, theta. So you're getting into those deeper meditative states and each frequency carries its own healing property too, because oftentimes the binaural beats can be associated with your chakra zones. So you can listen to music and, and literally amplify each one of the chakra zones and get them to speak with one another, to come into a state of convergence and cohesive action and just a great meditation session. What's been one of your best experiences with binaural beats? I tend to be very sensitive to them. There are some that really resonate with me. And there are others that just give me a really bad vibe. And they might work really well for other people. I always kind of think when I listen to binaural beats, like my brain is kind of in the middle of a thunderstorm. And right. When I use them, some of them really feel good and others you just feel like it's like your fingernails on a chalkboard and you're like, duh, make it stop, you know? But for me personally, the ones like Tibetan gongs and a variety of different musical instruments all around the world create very healing musical properties. And when you can combine that wisdom with the science of musicianship through the synthesis and the synthesizer, that's when I think you get a more powerful experience and, and less of that like gritty sort of, I don't feel good with this. And, and also you got to realize too, if you're choosing a frequency that could be blowing out one of your chakras, that could be making you feel crappy too, because depending on what the note is of the song and the frequency of that, those 
can have an impact on your body systems from your cellular level, your DNA, if it resonates through your bone and your bone matrix and your organs. So if you're listening to a particular song that's really making you feel crappy, it could be actually just tweaking your body to go into a, a place that's just not healing for you. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the technique behind binaural beats. So when you have your headphones, you put them on, you play, let's say you feel like your heart chakra, for example, is a little funky today. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you find one that resonates and you put it on. What do you do next? How do you kind of help let the music and the sounds kind of guide your mind into that meditative state into that meditative state well breathing obviously is first and foremost you have to really attenuate your breath the deep breaths in deep breaths out i learned an amazing technique from dr sue mortar she's got a book called the energy codes and she has a breathing technique that's actually associated with the chiropractic profession and i'm a chiropractor too so I found that this is a really useful tool because it actually stimulates your neurology to work better too, which will get you deeper into those meditative states and connect you to source. That's the whole point, right? So one of the very first things I ever got exposed to when it came to even what the chakras are and learning about that, I learned about anchoring into your cord. For example, the first thing that I do is, uh, and this is what I, I tell my people that I work with too, do the same thing. I picture a long fluorescent light bulb that's bright and glowing and just completely open and white, right? Now picture that running from the top of your head all the way through your spine to the bottom of your sacrum, okay? Like that's an open channel, it's an open tube of light, it's, it's dynamic, it's moving, it's light. Then you picture that tube expanding up and out of your head, up through the universe, up past anything your, your human eyes could possibly see, but you're connected to God's source and all that is, the quantum everything, to everything. And that's one part of it. Then the next part, picture that tube, it's still glowing, it's flexible, it's moving, right? And it goes through your body and then anchors down into the earth. Now you're anchored into earth and solid, and you're also anchored into source and all that is. So your breath will now come from the earth through that cord and up and up and out. And then you gather from all that is up to your cord and, and connect to it like iron filings to a magnet. Every bit of anything that could potentially happen, the quantum potential of the universe, and then bring that to that cord and bring it down through your head, through your body, and back into the earth. And it should be a flow that goes up and through. So if you feel any blocks anywhere in your body, or like you were saying, if you're concentrating on your heart chakra and you feel like, you know, maybe you're heartbroken, maybe you just broke up with someone or lost, lost your pup or, you know, you're sad or, or really happy or this is this a lot going on in your heart area. Then you would breathe in from the earth and then with a deep breath out, up and out, up and out to all that is and just become part of everything and allow that flow to come up and out, in and down. And that's what I use in concurrence with the binaural beats. So you're getting two different mechanisms to get your brain both involved and out of the way <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's, it sounds very structured. And I would imagine that once you kind of start going into that zone, it's kind of like a muscle where you're exercising it and you exactly. just kind of go from A to B to C until exactly. you start to fall into a trance of some sort. Exactly. And then that's when 
the visions come, the aha moments come, the sensation of truly being connected. Like I feel like I'm connected with a net or a web and I can literally feel on my skin sometimes when I'm deep in meditation that I'm part of everything. Like I can feel those little particles of the quantum just is it's in me it's of me it's it's through me and i can i can like a little literally feel it on my body too reminding me that everything i say do and and think is relevant and can affect not only my life but all those i touch it's a powerful thing when you really understand and honor the connectivity we all have and i think that by using the frequencies and the sound that the world is made out of frequency so tune into a musical source and the sound source like this that can amplify that for you. It, it makes sense. I mean, even the earth has a, a frequency covering it called the Schumann frequency. And that's a healing frequency. It's 7.83. You stand outside with feet on the ground and you will take in that healing frequency. It helps to decrease cortisol in your body. It helps to reconnect you with your circadian rhythms. Say I go to Brazil right now, I'd want to go straight to the beach first because if you get your feet on the sand and by the water on the earth there, it helps stop being jet lag. Frequency is a huge aspect of of healing and of connectivity and of of really being able to stay grounded in your soul and in in yourself so that you can be more available for others. Yes, and many civilizations, rain dances, some people think of them yeah. as being primitive. They're pretty advanced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's about connecting yourself to the earth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just as the energy kind of goes through your head when you're meditating, you're picturing that, and you're also picturing yourself being rooted and that energy going back into the earth to return. Let's talk about the art of just staying rooted, staying grounded, and how we connect ourselves and our auras to the earth and to Mother Nature. Well, it's super important to do this. And I am a huge advocate of talking about this as much as I can, because I actually came in contact with a quantum physicist throughout my, my career as a doctor. And I didn't realize the power of the science behind the connection of our bodies with the earth. So this is a thing. It's called grounding or earthing. There's the meditative aspect, but then there's the actual, like you're physically grounded, like you're actually touching the ground. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like you're, you have no socks or shoes on, your feet are on the earth. And if you think about it, you know, even going back to Chinese medicine, every single acupuncture meridian runs through the soles of your feet. So you're amplifying every single system of your body when you get your feet on the ground and you're taking in that Schumann frequency when you have a day at the beach or you're in your garden and and standing on the earth and and working out there it's so essential because not only does it help with your biochemistry but it also helps to decrease and eliminate electromagnetic wave frequencies the emfs that are everywhere so the quantum physicist i was talking about dr james oshman he wrote this book called energy medicine and created a company earthing earthing earthing.com i believe and it's a product that helps eliminate the electromagnetic wave frequencies it's a a sheet that goes across your bed and your feet are on it part of your back is on it and it helps you heal while you're sleeping and also taking away the electromagnetic wave frequencies and, and getting your circadian rhythms back in check too 
So what, what it does is allows for people who, you know, live, lives in like big complexes or in the city where you, it's harder for you to get your feet on the ground or people who live in really cold zones in the world where you're not going to be able to stand on the, on the frozen earth so well. <laughs> so it really just takes the grounding source of the electricity and the electrical outlet and amplifies the grounding source so that that goes into this material that's in the material that goes on your bed. And it, it helps wounds to heal faster. It helps with repairing the brain. It helps keeping cortisol lower, which, as we know, increases tremendously because of stress. And we're all really super stressed out right now because of the pandemic and everything else. So, yeah, the, the whole concept of earthing and being on the earth and combining that with meditation is just so powerful for so many reasons, scientifically, spiritually, metabolically. I mean, it's just it's a one-two punch that just should be done every day, honestly. Yes, that's good to know because I used to live in a high rise and when I would meditate, I would try to visualize the energy going all the way down through people's homes to the earth. Oh, yeah. Then it would start to stress me out because I'm thinking, oh no, it's going through everyone's houses and all kinds right. of energies. <laughs> I was overthinking it way yeah. too much. Yeah, you shouldn't get stressed out while you're meditating. That's it's kind of the opposite of the whole point. <laughs> no, definitely not. You, you yeah. want to end up feeling zen when, right. when you're done. Right. But that's such a powerful thing just to try to reconnect your energy back to where yeah. you are and back down yeah. to the earth. Yeah. You know, science is real. And we're finding more and more now that meditation and how it can change literally your, your brain and your body, your, down to your DNA. It's, that's, that's real. This stuff is not just woo-woo, crystal, you know, <laughs> long hair, hippie kind of stuff. No, this is the real deal. And it, it's been in practice for eons, and there's no reason to, to not investigate it. I mean, if, it's, if there's anything that you can do that's so simple and innocuous, it's just doing breath work. I mean, come on, what, what can you lose with that, right? Yeah, exactly. Everyone can inhale and exhale. And yeah. if you do it intentionally, you know, even just five, 10 minutes a day, like my favorite time to meditate is usually in the morning, even if I'm just laying in bed, because it's quiet. I haven't quite started my day yet. You're kind yeah. of leaving that dream state, you know, yeah. which is very yeah. powerful also. And re-entering the dream state in a different way, because now you're intentional and now you're actually connecting instead of just letting your subconscious run amok. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to have some kind of control with your subconscious right. if you can. Yeah. Yes. So one thing that Enoughism tries to challenge is modern perceptions of meditation. And many people, when they think of things like new age or self-care, they think of bubble baths and facials and candles and flowers and all of that. And you mentioned before about the scientific aspect of all of this stuff and that it is becoming a little bit more accepted and people are willing to better understand what they can't quite grasp in a tangible sense. Do you think that the meditation movement and the industry and all of that is moving in that direction where especially as the science-based community just becomes more advanced and that connection is being made more often? Oh, absolutely. I think there's a huge paradigm shift that's been going on for the last 20 years, honestly. And now that we have been forced to redirect our lives from this pandemic and from less socialization, that's personal one-on-one -on -one hand touch socialization, but instead 
reaching out. Like I, I would never would have ever been able to know you <laughs> when I was just in my normal way of life before all this happened. But now with technology changing, the world is so much smaller and we realize how much smaller it is. And that on top of the fact that people are really starting to recognize that they had to be completely just shot out of, like exploded out of their norm to the point of change that can be very, very scary for a lot of people. And personally, when you see lots of change happening, I love that because you're seeing then that the work that you're asking for and looking for is given a space to enter. So when we're dealing with this kind of massive collective shift of consciousness, that creates an energetic change for, for the planet and for all of us. And it's an awesome time to be living now. You know, I mean, it's so weird, obviously. <laughs> There's so much weirdness to it. Humanity is being given an extra dose of reality check and how we can be more cohesive with ourselves and the planet. When you look back at what happened, you know, when the, everybody was on shutdown at the beginning of the pandemic, and you can't unsee what happened. You can't unsee the fact that our air quality repaired itself in 30 days. 30 days. That's all it took. And it was better. You can't unsee that, you know? So anyone who's trying to debunk the fact that the carbon footprint isn't a thing, what is really one of the blessings out of all of this is, yeah, it is. And now even more so by being shocked out of our normal rhythms of work and stress and all this stuff before, like now we're in this whole different paradigm. And I think that that's been a huge shift that's really helpful for being able to connect better in the collective consciousness of all this. And so the scientific community has been discussing this for a while, but I think socially it's the energy and time for change is, is that much more relevant now too because of how we're having to live our lives and how the shifts that have occurred have become from directly from nature saying, uh, guess what, guys, you need to sit down and just shut up for a while. Go back to your room and relax and let me be back in charge. And then when I say me, I'm talking about Mother Earth, talking to all of us right now because we're just bacteria on her back, honestly. And all she needs to do is just shake it really hard and, and, and the whole human race could be gone. And that's the thing. If, if we're so hell-bent on controlling and manipulating nature rather than learning and respecting it, there's going to be even more pandemics and more changes like this. And it's time that we start focusing our attention on becoming one with each other and the planet rather than trying to control and manipulate anything. Yes, I completely agree. And the average person now is really forced to question their purpose, what they want, who they are, who they think they are. One thing about mindfulness is no matter who you are, your journey is never done. We're, we're all we're all in this together. And That's right. That's why it's called a journey. You're constantly in motion and constantly going to the next level. Absolutely. 